The great Katie Lou Samuelson is here to talk about her breakout season. Locked on Women's Basketball starts now. You are Locked on Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, hi there, and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdahl, reminding you, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On WBB, and make sure you are following our coverage 24 7, 365 about the women's game over at The Next, thenexthoops.com. We have dedicated reporters in each of the 12 WNBA cities across women's college basketball, making sure we are giving this league the coverage it deserves. And we have been covering, and I have been privileged to cover, Katie Lou Samuelson for a very long time. Uh, I remember your freshman year talking to you about the way in which your game was going to develop and the plans that you had for it. So just as a point of personal privilege, it's delightful to see you not only blossoming like this, but getting the opportunity to do it in LA. Um, For you though, to get to this point, I felt like you've understood the player you could be in this league throughout. How, gratifying has it been to finally be able to show it in the box score as well as knowing that you were capable of it as a player? Yeah, it's been good. It's been, um, it's been a really, you know, good transition to being on this team. And, um, you know, we've had some ups and downs throughout the season as a group, but um, it's been good to kind of, you know, be a big contributor and help as much as I can um, every single game. I want to point out and, you know, if you'll bear with me, I always like to throw these numbers out there. It's worth noting not just that you're shooting 38.4% from three so far this season, but you're doing it in the starting lineup nearly 30 minutes a game and five three-point attempts per game. So the way in which that stretches the floor for this Sparks team is evident in all the plus-minus numbers and the lineup numbers as well. I guess I just wonder, coming into this year, were defenses – uh, slacking off of you, or was there an understanding coming in that you were this kind of shooter? Um, I think since I've gotten the league, um, people have known that I'm a shooter, and I think um, you know when when I sub in or I'm on the court, I can hear every offense, every coach over there like it's a shooter, shooters over here, and so that's kind of been understood. And even if you know coming into this year, my numbers haven't necessarily shown. Um, how much I feel like I can shoot the ball. I think um, it's been kind of an understanding of that. And so being able to space the floor is something that I really do well because you have to take note um, in, you know, in some way or another. And I think even um, right now, I feel like I'm in a little bit of a shooting slump. So I'm hoping to break out of that um, because I feel like leading up to this past week, I was shooting a lot better. But, um, you know, I just think that, I've been able to do that by also expanding more in my game in terms of attacking the basket and um, cutting in the right moments. I, I will say, I, you know, may we all slump all the way to 38.4% from three, but leaving that out of it for the moment, just the amount of times you are shooting, not just around the basket, but, you know, the mid-range as well, you're succeeding there, you're north of 60%, from zero to three and right around the hoop. Um, 
how much of that is the opportunities within the Sparks offense? The fact that there's other focuses around the rim, you know, playing on a line in a lineup, obviously with Necro, with Shanae. And how much of that is just a focus for you personally of making that a more significant part of your game? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, playing with Neca, especially this year, um, she does so much for our team uh, and she demands a lot uh, in terms of defensive scouts and schemes going into her, um, which I've seen before. I've been able to play with a lot of great players, but I think this year for me specifically, I've been trying to, you know, just do more overall, um, knowing that I can impact uh, more than just being out there on the three-point line. You have returned to what has been a strength of yours dating back to the UConn years, which is your ability to hold on to the basketball. Turnover percentage this year is in the single digits. You are among the league leaders. That's been par for the course. And it was a little elevated last year. I wonder how much you can work on that, how much of that is schematic. You know, how do you manage to be one of the most skilled players at being able to hold on to the ball? And what's allowed you to be better at it this season, especially? Um, I think, you know, that's something that I've always kind of been able to take pride in and do. Um, I think Coach Ariema instilled that in me from my freshman years, um, you know, not being a player that, you know, just gives up the ball and loses possessions. And so that's something I do take pride in and um, wanting to be someone that's reliable, wanting to be, you know, the person that's in the position to um, make the right passes in the offense. And um, this year, uh, I don't know. I think it's just been kind of part of the game. I also don't focus on it as much. Like if I do have some turnovers, I don't stress out about it where that's probably why I excel on that. In other areas, I get frustrated when I do things wrong. So um, when it, when it comes to that, you know, I just try to make smart plays. Um, I try to read the defense. I try not to, you know, Coach Ryan always used to say that the best pass is the easiest pass. So that's kind of my philosophy when playing. Brianna Stewart obviously is somebody who also excels at that. That's something she's done, uh, you know, dating back to uh, the times that you guys overlapped even at UConn. Are you looking at the way in which she uh, – exemplifies that the best pass being the easiest pass I you know I obviously have heard Gino say that as well yeah for sure I think um, you know I've gotten to play with Stewie both at the collegiate level and the professional level mm-hmm. and um, you know just the way she impacts the game I think offenses when she plays like that at the four that's um, you know the offenses basically run through her after the point guard you know it the four kind of always touches the ball. And I actually got a little bit of a taste of that while I was playing overseas. I feel like we played in a similar way where I was able to play the stretch for four a lot and, um, you know, kind of contribute to um, just being involved in as much things as possible, whether it's ball screens, passing, um, cutting off of me. Um, So that's somewhere that I learned from her and learned to, you know, develop that into my game, both at the guard position and the four position. It's interesting to me, you know, so you've just turned 25 years old. You've been with four different teams in your four years in the WNBA. Obviously, to kind of find your sense of self and to be grounded, it has to be internal as much as it is finding continuity within your team structure, right? Like, How do you go about thinking about things in those ways? And how do you manage to stay emotionally grounded in the work as you develop as a player? Um, you know, that's something I'm still working on today. Um, even in, in certain games, I'll have moments where, you know, mentally I feel like I, um, 
you know, let certain things get to me. And something that I was, I was pretty disappointed that I feel like um, leading up to this year, I let, um, you know, my confidence go down in myself. And that's something that I always feel like I should be able to have control of and, you know, just be confident in what I do and what I know I can do. And so even now, you know, I'm still working on um, being able to, you know, have positive self-talking games and stuff like that. And that's something that uh, I think for me will continue as I find my footing in this league. And um, I feel confident with the Sparks. I feel comfortable here. Um, like I found a pretty good place, but, you know, you, you never know what's going to happen every single game out, you know, um, not so much even off of teams, but just as it could happen after the next game. So I'm trying to take it every single day at a time and enjoy the moments that I have. I want to talk about that confidence and I want to get into what's been obviously a great year for you personally as well. Uh, and talking about uh, your, you're being part of a power couple as well. Um, but first, I, I do want to point out uh, to our listeners that Built Bar has a brand new bar. It's called the Built Bar Cookie Dough Chunk Puff. Uh, it's only 160 calories and 15 grams of protein. Uh, well, I don't need, let us say, the same energy as uh, the players who are in these games. I, I take those bars and I eat them on my drive to Brooklyn when I go to cover uh, the games as well. And I find them very helpful. So if you go to built.com and use code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, you get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15. So if you could t- take me through, if we can change to uh, a, a more, um, uh, let's say, uh, pure pleasurable part, can you take me through what the moment was like when you were proposed to uh, back in February, just, you know, where you were and what that moment was like by Devin. Yeah, that was, that was honestly, um, it was shocking. I actually wasn't expecting it at all. Um, I had just had a, a break from overseas during those FIBA breaks. And I, I came to visit him in Florida and he had been planning that for months. And, um, you know, he's, he's been someone that's really helped me on, on this journey. Um, just, you know, having that support and someone to really lift me up whenever I'm feeling down. It's been, it's been amazing. And, and having someone that really relates to me and is going through a similar journey at the same time um, has been very special and something, you know, people don't always get to experience. So it's been awesome. Um, That moment was amazing. Um, And yeah. It's interesting to me, and there are obviously a lot of overlaps with your game. Obviously, he's a prolific three-point shooter as well, Um, you know, trying to find his place in the league. Is that just, are are you sending kind of affirmations to one another? There's obviously, you know, ball-recognized ball, and so I'm sure that obviously plays a part in it. But how how helpful has that been as you've been trying to find your place here and trying to, again, you know, sort of find that internal grounded confidence? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it definitely is affirmations, but, you know, knowing him, he's one of the most positive people I've ever encountered in my life. And so um, trying to kind of take on some of his habits has been my mm-hmm. biggest growth as a person as well. Um, looking at things, you know, in just in in ways that I didn't necessarily do before. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that has really changed my everyday life and um, you know, we both always have messages for each other when we have good games, bad games, whatever it is, you know, we can really, really talk about it. And knowing that that person, you know, has the best support for you and 
and really cares at the deepest level, not about the stats, but about who you are as a person helps when you feel like you've had, you know, maybe not a good shooting game or a bad night because they'll always tell you something, you know, positive that you did in the game. In terms of the next couple of weeks and when we think through, and if you'll forgive like a moment of personal privilege, I was there when you threw up into a bucket and came out and scored, I think it was 23 against Maryland. I was there when you were fighting uh, your back issues to score 31 to take UConn to a final four. LA having you as a weapon going into this playoff push is obviously significant. Somebody who rises to these occasions. And I guess I just wonder for you personally, when you look at the standard, first of all, are you looking at the standards? Are you looking at, you know, geez, this is where we are. These are the numbers. These are where we need to win. You know, how do you approach that part of it? First of all. Yeah, we're definitely aware of, you know, where we are in the standings, um, what needs to be done. Um, It's that point in season where, when it comes down to it, you have to you have to win games, you have to make plays, and so um, we're looking at that. We know, but um, just kind of focusing on each game. Like we play a back to back right now, but knowing that the most important game is this game in the back yeah, back. We know that we have to come out tonight and play as hard as we can, and uh, we have the confidence that we can make a really good push right here. So we want to keep that confidence and just keep going forward. And it's a back to back. FDA had to fly on a red eye getting out here. I mean, just listen, that's another conversation for another time, but the absurd travel that needs to change and improve in this league. But I think it especially is a challenge at the defensive end. And so, you know, if you forgive me a little bit of extra nerddom, um, I want to point out, uh, you know, people talk about your shooting, people talk about you on the offensive end. You are in the 85th percentile per synergy and spot up defensive uh, opposition, 0.731 points allowed. You are among off screens. You are getting at an 85%, 85th percentile clip. Again, you know, you are doing the little things of the defensive end to matter. What is it that's allowing you to do that despite a really punishing travel schedule? What keeps you fresh at the defensive end? Uh, We have really good staff here that helps um, with our recovery. Uh, You know, we've had many late nights trying to, you know, do recovery and get massages going, do as much as we can to um, help physically that part. But, you know, defense for me lately, um, I feel like it's it's been a lot more uh, mental in general. I feel like, you know, I tend to guard people that aren't necessarily similar to my build. And so understanding that there might be people quicker than me um, and knowing what their tendencies are. I've been really, really focused on player scouts this year and mm-hmm. knowing who I'm guarding. And I think that's helped tremendously in terms of being able to, uh, you know, be a consistent uh, defender and being someone that's really reliable for our team. Well. And like I said up top, I'm delighted to see it. And I'm, I'm really glad to see you finding your place. I just want to thank our listeners for listening and making us your first listen every single day. Uh, second listen, we recommend Locked on NBA. And Katie Lou, I just want to make sure that's that's the right order to do it, right? We're, we're following Devin's career, and that's fine second, as long as people are listening to Locked on Women's Basketball first, right? That works for you? Yes, that works. Excellent. Excellent to hear. Well, thank you all very much. We're going to have uh, other Sparks players. I'll tease to that. We're going to have uh, our beat reporters covering the storm, the Sparks as well over the course of the remainder of this week. Uh, Kaylou, I'll see you at the, uh, at the arena later on. All the best to you.
Thank you. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.